Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. Even though we might have enough science background to know that, in fact, we are particles of stardust from a million miles away, we look in the mirror and we don't particularly look like stardust. <laughs> and, and I think that's, when we talk about spiritual liberation, what we're really talking about is freeing ourselves from what appears to be true. What appears to be true is that there is lack everywhere we turn. What appears to be true is that there is so much to be afraid of. What appears to be true is that the material conditions in our world and in our personal lives are real. They are dangerous. They are, they are going to kill us. That appears to be true. And the more that we stay focused on that, the more true it will be for us. I was reading my grandson a story um, the other night about this little boy whose grandpa was a rural ma mail carrier back in the day when they're doing it by foot and carrying these heavy bags of mail. And, the grandpa had gotten hurt, and so he needed help delivering the mail, and the boy agreed to help him. And initially, the boy was really happy to help his grandpa because he loves his grandpa. But as they're going along, the bags are getting really heavy, and he starts thinking about how hard this job is and how he wishes he hadn't said yes, and it's just getting harder and harder. And then they come to this little sheep that is caught in the brambles. It has somehow gotten away from the rest of the herd. And so they spring into action. And, and the boy gets the, the sheep out of the brambles and he, he climbs over the fence and he returns it to its mother. And the little sheep is so happy and the mother is so happy and the boy is so happy because he ha his thoughts have been consumed with service. And, and now he's walking along and noticing that the bags don't seem so heavy. And he's thinking about how good it feels to help people. And maybe when he grows up, he's going to do this or he's going to do that, all these helping ideas that he has. And so he's walking along and he's feeling pretty good and he's feeling pretty good. And then as time goes on, it's, oh, it's really hot out. And he's, you know, these bags are heavy and he's having so much difficulty and it just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> And he's, he's thinking maybe he should just let his, his grandpa finish it by himself. And, and just then they come upon one of their customers is a lady who has just sprained her ankle. And she hasn't been able to feed her animals yet. And once again, they spring into action. And he feeds the chickens and he does this and he does that. He feels really good again. And, and he's walking along and... And, 
and he's feeling very positive, and, you know, maybe I'll be a firefighter, or maybe I'll do this, or maybe he's got all these positive ideas that are coming to him until the sun's really beating down, and he's getting tired again, and, oh, what, what is he doing here? This is a terrible way to spend the day, but he catches himself. This time he catches himself. And he realizes that every time he thinks about how hard it is, it seems to get harder. And he's, he, instead, he starts thinking about his grandpa and how much he loves his grandpa and how happy he is that he can be of service. And instead of complaining, he mentions to his grandpa that he's getting a little tired. And his, his grandpa says, it's good to know when to stop. And so they sit down and they enjoy the muffins that the, the lady had given them as a thank you for feeding all her animals. That story is really very instructive for us because our thoughts so easily go to what is wrong. And the more we focus on what is wrong, the worse it seems to get. Whereas if we put our thoughts on what we want, which is what, that's what prayer is all about. It's about, it's not about persuading some God that's out there somewhere to change his mind and give us a break. It's about changing our consciousness and how we are thinking about things. I was talking to my mom this morning, who's the queen of worry, and I'm, I'm going out to visit my sister in D.C., and so we had already had the conversation about worrying about my sister, but now, you know, I'm getting on a plane and going out to D.C. Well, there's a lot of snow out there, you know. It's the worst, it's the worst winter. They're having a terrible time. I hope you make it. <laughs> I would like to say that my mother holds the record for worry and that she's the only one that does it. It hadn't occurred to me to worry that I wouldn't get there, but I have worried about some other things. Like last night when I was booking the ticket and I was thinking about my sister who's very ill and we have no idea what's wrong with her and it's, it's frightening. And the more I think about that, the worse I feel. I feel so bad that I feel scared to even go see her because what am I going to feel then when I see her? And it occurs to me, maybe I'm not living in the moment. You know, I've, I've already got myself over there. I'm in the hospital room. I'm having a terrible time. I'm feeling awful. What am I doing with my thoughts? This is like poster child for not spiritually liberated in that moment. <laughs> the advantage that I have and that we all have is that we are part of a spiritual community where we actually focus on these kind of thoughts routinely. And so when we get ourselves off the beaten path with our thoughts, we have a better chance of bringing ourselves back. What Dick was saying today about with your health, it, the number one factor is your consciousness. 
What thoughts are you entertaining? Because there's always going to be thoughts. There's always going to be thoughts. Wasn't Kevin, you were saying about, hey, this is beautiful. I'm having a great time. You know, we're, always, we're always having a narration going on. The Howard Cosells of our life who are saying what's happening as ev everything's happening. We have to choose what those thoughts are. There's going to be a party of thoughts in our house. But we get to decide if it's full of debauchery and drunkenness or, or are they actually, is it a party where you feel better when you've left because these thoughts are good thoughts. Each one of us gets to decide that. Spiritual liberation is about unhooking from the ideas of what the material world presents and instead going into an expanded consciousness. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven. What is heaven? Heaven is not a vacation destination. Annika is this wonderful travel agent, but she can't get you to heaven with a ticket. <laughs> you can only get there with your consciousness. Buddha sat down under the Bodhi tree and he says, I'm not moving till I find it. And what, it, what was it he wanted to find? Heaven, that expanded state of consciousness, also known as enlightenment. In Aramaic, the word that has been translated as heaven is a word that means expansiveness. The exact opposite of, oh my God, I'm gonna feel awful. Or, oh no, your plane isn't even gonna land. Those thoughts are not heaven. We have to let go. We have to let go. Lay that down and step into a place of faith. For the next weeks, months, I'm not sure how long it's going to take me, but this is, this is where I'm heading. <laughs> I'm using the book by Michael Beckwith called Spiritual Liberation as the starting point for my thoughts. And... And let's take this on as a community because the more of us, we've got group mind going for us. Please sign up for these different programs because it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Left to our own desire, we're like the little boy who goes back to the default of the sun is hot, the bags are heavy, life sucks. Instead, we need to keep feeding ourselves, nourishing our minds and our souls and our hearts and doing it in community. Because even though I might get off track, if I'm sitting there with several other people who are going to say, no, 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 that's not you. Get back here. We do that for one another. Nobody's more enlightened than the other. We, we all do it together. So please, 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 before you leave here today, sign up for some stuff. And take some extra programs and give it to your friends. You know, it's a great gateway drug. Here, you'd really like this class. <laughs> that's, that's how we got Kevin. I gave him this book. And then I said, I think you'd like one of these spirit groups. And he said, all right, I'll try it. 
and here he is going to minister school now. <laughs> you never know these people that, you know, I mean, we don't want you knocking on doors, but you can, you can share a great class or spirit group with somebody. Because what we've got here is a really good thing. So let's, let's, make, let's make a pact together. Let's watch out for each other. Let's lay it down, all this thinking, and open ourselves up to the heaven of what can be and what is, what is already in truth. We are these stardust particles. We are so much more than who we think we are. Let's agree to remember. Remember.